0: what's up everyone we're back here with four wins in June after a long weekend we are ready to get into it
1: yeah it's been an amazing weekend of basketball with March Madness leading the way a lot of good upsets a lot of good games Purdue choked the, uh, to the 16th seed which is always amazing to see unless you have Purdue winning your bracket no, I'm sorry uh, that stinks but it was a lot of fun basketball and the NBA just kept up with it there's tons of close games and it feels like every day the standings change, especially out west. So, For sure. tons of competitive basketball, and it's tons, uh, lots of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I remember the, it was, I think, was it went, no Friday, Friday night, there was two close games in college. It was like Arizona State, and they played, they played TCU, I think so, I think so.
1: And yeah.
0: then there was a game after that. They were both came down to the last possession, and then you were like well, there's no March Madness, let's just turn on the NBA. Guess who's playing? The Lakers and the Mavericks. And it comes down to the end, and Maxi Kleba just bangs.
1: I know, you get game by Maxi Kleba, like, the Lakers should get relegated
0: for that. Yeah, we have to to shout out that.
1: I will say, it was one of the cutest things ever. So afterwards, the next day, I was up in Salt Lake because I went to the Jazz Celtics games, uh, which, it sucked, you know, brutal game. But we went to this restaurant before, and they— And I don't know why they didn't have March Madness up on the TVs, but they had the Lakers-Mavericks rerun on the TV. And there's this little kid who was a big Dallas fan watching the end of the game, just going crazy at every shot. And we're just sitting there watching, and we're like, just wait till the Maxi-Kleba three. Just wait till the Maxi-Kleba three. And he lost it. He went crazy, and it was one of the cutest things in the world.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would, too, Maxi Kliba, games, yeah. the Lakers. And he
1: had no idea it was the night before. He thought it was live. He was, like, <laughs> running over to his mom. He was like, Mom, Mom. <laughs> and her, his mom was, like, No way.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it was pretty cute. <laughs> well, we'll get into recent stuff. Last night was a miracle. The first time in two months the Warriors get a road win against the Houston Rockets. Hey, the Rockets
1: are hard to beat in Houston, all right? That's a quality win.
0: They're a tough team, you know. They show up with the elite teams, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then we also had Derek Jones Jr. We want to appreciate him.
1: That was a crazy play. I texted Dana like right after it happened because I was doing homework and things like that, and I took a break to watch it, uh, praying for the Sixers to lose, and it kept going to overtime and overtime. And then Joel Embiid fouled out because he was carrying the team, and so it was up to James Harden. And, of course, what does James Harden do? Goes to foul baiting. And so he gets Patrick Beverly to foul the game. And so they bring in uh, Derrick Jones Jr., who's sitting on the bench this whole time. I think he got, like, 15 minutes of gameplay the whole time in a double overtime game. Got to be ice cold. Like, first defensive possession jumps out of nowhere and swats James Harden's floater. And then someone gets the rebound, too, and clutches up the game for the Bulls in the win a double overtime. Which, like, the play itself... Isn't that impressive? Like it happens all the time, but the context of being in double overtime, coming off the bench, not playing at all, and doing it on a clutch moment—like, wow! Yeah, what a play by Derrick Jones Jr.
0: Definitely impressive, and definitely helps snap that that little win streak yeah, the they Sixers like eight had games. going. It's, it was brutal, and the recency bias with Joel Embiid with his MVP odds. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about that more, but we want to, you know, also highlight his little brother. Uh, (laughs) Julius Randle? I don't know. We always have a little hot take with Julius Randle might be better than O'Bee.
1: Yeah, and Julius Randle had definitely had the better night. He didn't foul out, but he didn't get the win either. He dropped 57 points. He had 52 at the end of the third. That's crazy. It it was insane. Everything he shot just went in. He was shooting step-back threes. He was just anything he wanted. The Timberwolves could not stop him. But the problem is the Knicks couldn't stop Torian Prince.
0: Yeah, wasn't he like 8 for 8 from 3?
1: Yeah, he was like 8 for 8 from 3. He got to the line like 15 times or something, and he just couldn't miss. And a game that you don't have Carl Towns or Anthony Edwards, <laughs> yeah. you get cooked by Torian Prince. Torian
0: Prince and Nas Reed, man. They're, they're a dynamic duo.
1: Man, it was a good day for Celtics fans.
0: <laughs> got to get...
1: laugh at the Knicks and Sixers. <laughs>
0: But I guess that just goes to show you that, like, it's the NBA, right? Yeah. Any of these players at any given time could just pop off. You just yeah. never know. Uh, like Derek Jones d- never yeah. gets his chance. He gets a chance on defense, shows what he can do. Or, like, Torian Prince, who, who's that? Like, then he shows up and doesn't miss from three and scores 30-plus. Yeah. The thing is, like, these
1: are the top 500 or so players in the world playing the NBA. Any of them, given the opportunity, could probably sauce you. Like, it's just how the NBA works. And then you see things like uh, Julius Randle dropping 57. When you look at the the Knicks-Timberwolves game and the Bulls-Sixers game, almost like complete opposites. The Bulls-Sixers game didn't even hit 100 points until, like, the second overtime. And the Bulls, uh, not Bulls, the Knicks-Timberwolves had, like, 150 at the end of regulation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just complete opposites, but it's the NBA and it's all elite basketball. And they're all scoring at such a high level.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this year is kind of like stands out particularly because there's so many forty plus games, fifty games, sixty games. Like we've had what two, was two or three seventy point games? Just two. two? I thought
1: I honestly thought Randall would have got there, yeah,
0: but he didn't. But we also want to talk about another player that doesn't really get. You know, he's not really great uh, comparatively to so stars. Is Austin Reeves? Mm-hmm. Uh, he went off like had thirty something had a couple of nice finishes was totally led the team given it's the magic you know the magic they're a tough team sometimes they're a good young
1: team they they play hard but, but. I, it's a great game for Austin Reeves cuz he needed to step up and with AD and LeBron missing games here and there like they needed someone to carry the load Austin Reeves stepped up and filled that role which was huge for them but did you see that, like, ESPN, as soon as it happened, they dropped, like, the next day an hour-long mixtape of Austin Reeve highlights. Oh, my it's gosh. It's like he has one good game, and everyone's already fawning over him. Yeah. But the report says that he could command $50 million over four years in, in the offseason as a restricted free agent.
0: Would you pay him that much? I mean, personally, I would not. I don't think he's – I think he's a little – he's a similar player as Caruso, right? I mean, not just because he's white, mm. but –
1: he, I wouldn't compare him to Caruso. Maybe
0: not like lockdown defense. He doesn't
1: have the defense. He has okay defense, but his offense his is His offense a is better.
0: better, yes. So, uh, in mean, an offensive league, yeah, but you know he's gonna, it's going to be a trash team that pays him.
1: All right, so here's the question, though. I, I see this comparison a lot. Who would you rather have, Austin Reeves or Jordan Poole?
0: Oh, Jordan Poole, no doubt. Just because I know but this. But on the contracts? The contracts? Like Austin Reeves on four-year, $50 okay. million,
1: or Jordan Poole on his Mac contract. He got.
0: So, like, right now, yeah, I'd take Austin Reeves. But I, mean, I know that, like, next year and the year after, it's going to turn into, like, the Curry contract where it's, like, Jordan Poole has taken a huge leap and he's going to be way worth more than his contract. Well, that's
1: what we keep saying. He's going so, take this huge leap with Curry out and he didn't do but, it. Kelly but Thompson's showing him up.
0: I know, I know. But it's still the things that he needs to work on. They're, like, those things aren't, like oh, because you're not good enough, right? It's yeah. just because you're young and you need to learn these things. Same thing, Steph needed to learn turnovers and, and IQ. And yeah. Steph recently stepped up in his defense. I mean, Steph's defense has never been as horrid as Jordan Poole's. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, that's how I look at it. Is It's a contract. You're going to have to take a risk. And the higher the, you know, ceiling of a player is, the more risk you're going to take. But yeah. the, you could get a lot more reward, so... Jordan Poole has a way higher ceiling ceiling than Austin Reeves, but they they're two different players and they do two different things.
1: I don't know if it's way higher. I, I think, think it's higher. I, it just, I don't know about way. If higher. If
0: you just watch them and you, if you see what hey, Jordan watch the
1: hour long compilation of his highlights <laughs> and tell me differently.
0: If you if you see Jordan Poole, though, like what he's already done, right? Like yeah, that's true. He's always he's already done. And but in the playoffs, saying,
1: I don't know if it's way higher. I'd say I'd say we I think are, they're relatively close players. I think Jordan Poole is better because I think he's a better jump shot and he better handles. But I don't think it's
0: and way his, higher. And I, I I'd say even his playmaking. And you guys, you gotta give Austin
1: Reeves some respect
0: because he's doing respect. this on
1: the team with LeBron.
0: Yes, I'll give him respect, but like as a star, like I could never no, see call Austin Reeves being a star. But no. I can see Jordan Poole being a star. Just I with can see what he Jordan has. Poole
1: being a star just because he has the personality yeah.
0: for a star. Personality and the you know skills yeah so that's a good a good kind of uh, comparison there yeah. but we want to get into yours truly Jalen Brown yeah Talk he's, about some Celtics.
1: he's been in the news lately he did a couple of interviews for the New York Times and the Ringer recently he's talked about a wide range of topics from he talked about the beginning of his career when he was kind of looking for minutes and then he talked about playing with like Kyrie and things like that and playing alongside Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and a couple other people. But the quotes out there everyone's talking about is, of course, oh, they asked him, are you going to stay in Boston? Are you going to sign a contract extension? And Jalen Brown rightfully said, I don't know. I'm going to be where they want me. I'm going to be where they treat me right, which I think is a perfect answer because who knows what the future holds? Who knows what the market's going to look like? Who knows what's going to happen, what's going to happen in the playoffs, who's going to show out and who's going to show up? And so no matter what he said, I feel like people are getting upset. Cause he says, "Yeah, I plan on resigning in Boston." People will be like, "Oh, well, Kyrie said that," mm-hmm. and they will get upset because, like, I don't know if I can trust him. And then if he said, "I don't think I'm gonna resign in Boston," people will be upset with that. So, what do you want him to say? <laughs> like, either way, it's gonna look bad. Yeah. So, it's just it's a hard. I understand why they asked that question because that's what's gonna get clicks. That's what get, gonna get people interacting. It's a good question, but it's kind of hard to answer. Yeah. Um, but there's I. I really just wish if there's one thing I could change about NBA fans is when things like this happen which I understand like with when there's times like the athletic promotes articles and like behind the paywall it's hard to read the whole thing but when it's you're able to read the whole article read the whole freaking article man like add the context there's quotes in there that are positive as well Mm -hmm. like one Marcus Smart quote that I love that they included it was like right after the whole oh I'm gonna be where I'm wanted And they talked about uh, how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are really good friends, even though they don't necessarily aren't pictured that way in the media. Because Smart says they're probably better friends than most of the league that probably people don't really understand. You might not see them talk a lot or to each other in person, but that doesn't mean they ain't talking. You know what I'm saying? Because not everything's supposed to be for everybody. Yes, they're stars. They're in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Everything is out there. There's a spotlight on their lives. I mean, heck, Jason Tatum's kid, Deuce, is a superstar already, and he's five years old. Like, there's a spotlight unlike anything else on them. But not everything is shown. Not everything needs to be shown. They can be quiet people. They can have lives outside the NBA. We don't know everything. So stop taking things out of context,
0: please. For sure, for sure. And I don't know too much about – uh you know Celtics and Jalen Brown as much as you do but i do remember he went to college at Cal and i was able to watch one of his games there and just seeing like the player he is and the player he's like become is just insane uh i remember that that one video i'll never forget is when he's at Oracle and he's well he's playing with Cal and he goes to Oracle and he's on the court and he's like i'm going to be here one day
1: it was for the NBA finals, the finals
0: yeah yeah and he spoke that into existence. And so with Jalen Brown, I think he is such a smart person oh, just yeah. as an individual. Like he's, what is he, like an, a, a vice president or something of the NBA? Yeah, he's one of the
1: VPs of the NBA VP's Players Association.
0: Um, and just the way he carries himself and the things that he's said, I've never, like just media-wise, yeah. never heard him say anything that he hasn't thought about with like that doesn't have deeper meaning yeah um that's like focused, and so what he's saying in his interview or whatever it was uh talking about his future and his past uh no doubt i th- I believe that he is speaking what he he wants mm-hmm. to be, and he's very careful about what he presents because yeah. how are you yeah like you said, how are you th- supposed to answer that question I don't know, and the way he answered that question like i'm b i am BR wanted like so one perfect that's Show a perfect him the exactly
1: so but uh, the last thing I want to point out is, like like you said, he's a, he's a genius. Yeah. You know, one like flaw in his draft process, they point out, was they said he was almost too smart for the NBA. Mm-hmm. He took a master's-level class his freshman year while playing D1 basketball, while playing the best player. He got offers for internships at these high-level companies because he's a genius. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. He's not just saying things to say things, to put them out in the universe. He's a smart guy. He takes calculated steps and he says things for a reason. So if you put them in context and understand that Jalen Brown is a really smart guy, then you can appreciate him more. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Brown, the article is amazing. It made me appreciate him more, made me understand certain parts of his career that were a little confusing, like the whole Kanye West situation. Like, he they draw a lot of hate from that. Mm-hmm. But if you read this article, there's a lot of quotes that talk about why he supported Kanye why he signed with Don the Sports in the first place. And things like that. And so it really makes you appreciate the man more than the player. And you got to be able to separate that.
0: For sure. And I think you talk about NBA players that, you know, you can't like not even dislike. Mm. Like I, when I think of that, I think of Clay. Recently, it's gotten a little different because been, been, he's been petty. But Clay is one of those players. Derrick Derek Marjanovic, Rose.
1: Derek Rose.
0: Marjanovic, uh I'd say Mike Conley. You can't hate him. Yeah. Uh, and. I would throw Jalen Brown in there as well. Uh,
1: He's just a good guy. He keeps himself, and he just hoops,
0: man. For sure, for sure. Well, transitioning into uh, some people, some other stars that are returning soon, we have Jaw returning Wednesday. What do you think uh, that's going to happen with the Grizzlies there?
1: Um, I don't know. The Grizzlies have done a decent job keeping the float without him. He showed up to the stadium last night for the game and was met with cheers and the fans accepting him back. So I think he he should be able to put this all behind him and hopefully have a good end of the season. I think the Grizzlies are a good team. Um, I still don't think they're going to win the West necessarily, but I th- I hope that he's able to play well and kind of put this all behind him.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he'll just be inserted and they'll be fine. I liked the outcome yesterday, them beating the Mavericks. Cause yeah, that was another close game. We need that. We need that six seed. We don't want to be in the play-in. You yeah. know what happened? The Mavericks
1: <laughs> need Luca back bad.
0: That's true. That game tomorrow should be. Uh, is it tomorrow? It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow.
1: Luca and Kyrie are already questionable on in the injury report. I saw that. Yeah. So it could be a shorthanded Mavs. But, you know, Maxi Kleba. Watch out for Maxi Kleba. Watch
0: out. <laughs> we could have it. A Kleba winner. Also, we have Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Or let's just say it. The cat and the ant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> reportedly going to come back this week. I think. Uh, Sham said maybe Wednesday as well, so it'll be exciting. Cat he had a setback in January, so he's been out since November, I think. So it's been a long time since Cat's played, and honestly, they looked pretty bad the last time Cat played. Yeah. So this is gonna be a, a big question mark to see will Ant take a step back because he took a step up when Cat went out. Will he take a step back with Cat now in? And will Rudy Gobert and Cat mesh because they weren't really meshing before. And so they have very limited time before the playoffs. If they even make it, I still think they're going to get bounced down the play-in. But probably, yeah. If they even make it, like they don't have much time to mesh. They have like ten games left. We're in the fo- the home stretch of the season, and he's just coming back. Like it, it doesn't feel like the Timberwolves are in great place. Even yeah. though they got that win last night because Torian Prince, it's it's just not looking good for the Timberwolves. No, which
0: I agree. I predicted. I agree. I think uh, for the Timberwolves' sake, if they're to have success the rest of this season, I think Anthony Edwards needs to continue to be the guy. It's not Cat's mm-hmm. team anymore. It's it's Anthony Edwards. We know that. Yeah. And the team needs to know that, and Carl Anthony Towns needs to know that as well. Yeah. So I think they should focus their offense as they, as they have with Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And then
1: I think Carl Anthony Towns needs to focus out. on getting back to being that f- the third best center in the world. Because before, it was always Jokic and Bede are the top tier. And then the, ne- the next is kind of a gap between the third best center. And Carl Anthony Towns was kind of in there. I think he was all NBA 13 last year. And so I think he needs to focus more on being the b- third best center in the league rather than the best player in the Timberwolves. Because yep. it's a Wings league, they need to focus on Anthony Edwards. That's where their success is going to come in. And so Carthy Towns needs to be mature enough to kind of take a step back and realize, okay, our best chance to win is for Ant to go, go ham and for me to be a complementary piece and to dominate my position yeah. more than anyone else besides Jokic and Embiid.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think Gobert would, will help him have more space to, you know, be like an Anthony oh, Davis. Yeah. His job
1: should be easy. Yeah. He so doesn't it's like, play defense anymore. Exactly.
0: So, you know, on paper it looks good, but – you know, it doesn't always work out that way. So it's going to take minutes away from Nas Reed. <laughs> exactly. So who knows what's going to happen there. And Prince. <laughs> well, we'll uh, finish up here with our bets. Corey got a win. He's back on the dub chart. He's Been about... a while. Been a while. Feels good. Still, he's crushing me. <laughs> Nine to five, and then we have three ties. But the floor is yours, Corey. We'll start it out.
1: Oh baby, we start out with a, a hard one. Wizards at Magic. They're playing in Orlando, but the Wizards are fam- favored minus one. I really think Orlando's starting to enter. Okay, we're in a race for the best lottery odds. I think the Wizards win this game. I think the days of hey we're scraped to get a couple good wins here and there are kind of over. So I'm gonna take the Wizards minus one.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a toss up. Uh, next we have Cavs. They're favored at 3.5 at the Nets, and I'll take the Cavs on that one. 3.5 is pretty low. I wonder if there's some injuries, but I think they still win. That's
1: a that's a good pick. I really like the, the Cavs. I think they, they're in the range of they need to win games because I don't think they're going to be able to catch the Sixers at all, but they need to stay ahead of the Knicks. The Knicks are coming. They're hot. And so you need to be able to stay ahead of them so then the Cavs really need this win. For sure. And then we move on to the Pistons at Hawks. This is a hard one. Because we got the pi- the Pistons are uh, on the road against the Hawks. And the Hawks are minus 13.5 point favorites. That's a lot of points for a team that's struggling to stay around 500. But I, I think I got to take the Hawks, man. I-, I just don't feel good about taking the Pistons in this game.
0: Yeah. I mean... And the next one is kind of the same scenario. We have the Spurs at the Pelicans, and they're the Pelicans are favored at thirteen. So, it's a brutal game. That's a tough one for me too. I think you know I'll take the uh, the underdogs. I'll take the Spurs.
1: Ooh, I, I like that one a lot more because the Pelicans are kind of struggling. So I, I like that. I like that pick for you. Um, but next up is the my game Ooh, of the night. Here the we go. Game, the Celtics at Kings. They're in the Beam Team Arena. Uh, but they're still minus five point favorites. The Celtics are. That's a lot of points on, on the road against the second best team in the West.
0: <sighs> That's crazy what I, you just said. Second best team in hey, the West. Are teams. they not I second in the West?
1: They are. Like it's a fact. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. So, uh,
1: I gotta manifest the Celtics. I got They got Rob Williams back. They got Marcus Smart back. They're all playing. They're all healthy except for Payton Pritchard. Get well soon. Like, I got to manifest it. They, they're going to blow them out. I'm going Celtics.
0: Okay. I mean, you have to. Next we have, last one, uh, actually, is the Thunder at the Clippers. The Clippers are favorite seven. I don't really like the Clippers. I'm taking the Thunder. That's a good pick. They That's put, my The
1: Thunder are staying in the in the chase. They're only a couple games back of the five seed right now. They are. So they, they can make a run. I I didn't think they would. I thought they would kind of pull off the, the gas a little bit on, on the stretch, but. They're doing the thing.
0: Yeah. SGA and Dort and who else? Giddy. Giddy. And the, what, who, the, they have, uh, what's Jaylen his name? Jalen Williams. Yeah. Jalen Williams. And the shooter. What's his name? I forget. He's like the top three point oh, shooter.
1: No, that's Al Horford.
0: Al Horford? Yeah,
1: Al Horford's number one. Malcolm number one. Oh, it's two. Isaiah Joe. Oh, yeah, Isaiah Joe, is the three point contest snub. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, he, I think he's like fifth. But anyway. Yeah. Thunder, Thunder could be a scary team in that play-in if they're in. They could. They definitely could. So, But
1: we're like we said, we're in the home stretch NBA games. I think most teams are down to about 10 games left or less. Every game matters. The standings are close as can be. There's no runaways. So it's going to be a great week in basketball. I hope you guys enjoy
0: watching. Yeah, for sure. That That's going to do it for us on 4Wins in June. We'll see you next time.